This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number four him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. You know, one of the things that I continue to learn each and every day is that God is alive and well on planet Earth, and that He cares deeply for our work. However, what I'm also learning is that many of us who call ourselves Christ followers fail to believe that what happened in the Bible and was recorded over 1,500 years by 40 plus authors could still happen today. For years, I was taught that God no longer performed miracles, yet I've seen miracles happen, have reported on them many times. We also seem to discount the concern that God has for our work. We act as though God doesn't care about our nine to five. We kind of switch them off, as Doug Spada would say. Yet in Redding, California, there's a school you can attend both there and online called Heaven in Business, heavenandbusiness.com. Now, about four years ago, we highlighted the ministry of Heaven in Business, but it's changed and it's expanded so much, both in Reading and online, that we had to highlight it again, and we got to do this more often. We've got Andy Mason with us from Heaven in Business. Andy Mason, thanks for joining us here on I Work for Him today. Thank you very much. Good morning and afternoon. Yeah, it kind of depends on where you are, whether it's morning or afternoon. I like that. I like that. Andy, why not, you know, it's been a while since our, our I Work For Him listeners have heard from you. How did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Uh, grew up in New Zealand, and uh, I mean, I can hardly remember, but I uh, believing family, my parents became followers of Jesus when I was really young, and I made a personal decision to follow him about seven. But, it, I mean, anybody that grew up in, in that kind of home or environment you know that there comes a point where you make that decision for yourself. And that was as in you got to choose away from your parents. So that was for me. When I left home, I did a, a cadetship on a large New Zealand ranch with a lot of sheep and cattle and deer and 20 guys aged 17, 18, 19. You'd call them rednecks. And that was the place that forged my decision-making in will I follow Jesus or will I go a certain other direction, which was free-flowing in that environment. And so really that was the point at which I started to be riding my horse and I'd be saying, God, if you're for real, I want to know you. And I'd literally feel his presence like peace. I just flood over me. And that was the point that really started to transform my life and walk with him in my workplace. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. So, Andy, you um, you have had quite, I mean, you went from being on this cattle, whatever you called it, I don't know, ranch <laughs> it or whatever, ranch. Um, to where you are in heaven and business. And you've done other things in between. Where in your life did you make a connection between your faith and your work? Yeah, I think my life has always been that, is okay. this 
all along, I've, I've read these stories of, uh, there's a guy, Robert Ledin, who who spoke a bunch about God's generals. There's some books, and there's these phenomenal people who were reformers, who changed the world. Uh, people like, I'm not even sure if William Wilberforce is one of my heroes, but that sparked me. Um, these people throughout history uh, of the Salvation Army, of all these people through the First and Second Great Awakening in America. And I read the stories of those people when I was probably 17, 18. And I thought, what's the difference between them and me? And thought, well, there's nothing really other than they prayed, as in prayed more than just the two minutes in the morning and the two minutes at night. And so that sparked something. And also when I was... 13, uh, we had a visiting missionary come through church, and I re- actually, I don't remember it. My mother reminded me that I went to my mother afterwards and said, God's spoken to me, told me to be a missionary and help people practically as well as spiritually, and I'm going to do an agricultural science degree. Well, five years later, I started an agricultural science degree, and she reminded me, yeah, this is what you told me. Uh, I'd forgotten in the meantime. Hmm. The point being, there's just been these series of moments through my life where I don't think there was any one light bulb moment, but in following Jesus, the more that I've walked with him, I realized that uh, my thinking, like, uh, you know, missionary, I'm going to be a missionary. Well, my image of missionary was go to Africa and help people in agriculture and, and in spiritual matters. The further I've gone and grown, I'm realizing it's, we're all missionaries. We're all walking mm-hmm. with God in all of life. We're all supposed to walk practically as well as spiritually. There's no gap. The gap and the, the lines were in my brain, not not in his. Mm, good you, point. You know, Andy, last week, Martha and I and you, we were, we were part of a huge gathering in Bend, Oregon called Hub Nation. And you got a chance to speak there and share your heart and share some of the incredible things that are going on with Heaven and Business, which we'll talk about that in a minute. But what did you... What did you see that the Lord had done in that in that Hub Nation conference? And people gathered from twenty states and three nations. What did you see the Lord doing there? Yeah, I mean, the, the bummer for me was I only got to be there for a day, but my team was there for the entire time. I think what I see is I see a growing number of people who are hungry not to just attend a service on a Sunday, but to experience God in all of life. And to do that, they want to say, how do I not only uh, pray and not only do the Christian activities that we do, but how do we combine listening to the Holy Spirit in conjunction with strategy that doesn't just uh, witness to someone in my workplace, which is probably the traditional concept of being a follower of Jesus in the workplace. It's way more than that. It's having an influence in your business and your whatever role you are at, but then realizing it cannot just stay there. We have to have a voice into the, the local, region, and national governments in order to see lasting change in a society that does good you know, I, we were describing it to some friends last night and just said, you know what? It was amazing to be in a room full of people that were sold out for Jesus and were working really hard to be led by the Spirit of God. And that was fun. It was fun to be in a room full of people with that kind of energy. Yeah, for sure. So, Andy, one of the things I'm just going to um, highlight this because I have my notes in front of me from when you spoke and you started off by saying, you know, I've got several points for you. And you said, Follow the voice of God. Follow the voice of God. And then my next point, follow the voice of God. Why do you see that as being so important? Yeah, well, if you're a follower of 
Jesus, then it's all about his voice. So follow his voice. And so I think I think what we tend to do is we're all terrified of following something imaginary or something in our head or something that we can't grasp. And so the humanity that's in us reduces our relationship with Jesus to a set of principles or a set of of past stories or past experiences, and it's not real, current, alive, and thriving. There's not a relationship. It's just a set of rules. Uh, We've reduced the passion to a process. And the only thing you know, somebody who follows Jesus, the only thing that is tangible and real and genuine and authentic is an authentic relationship with a God who created the planet. And so that's why the number one thing for followers of Jesus is to learn to hear his voice. And the Bible says it, we see it, and we see it throughout history, and it's full in the Bible. And anyone wants to do great things for God, just simply follow his voice. And that that's why I think we've we try and complicate it by so many other things that we teach that if we would simply get back to it's all about a relationship, it's not a religion, it's not a set of rules, it's about a relationship with the creator of the universe and the closer that I get to him and while I'm pursuing excellence and growing and everything else I'm doing. That is the number one key to success in life is friendship with God, which starts with the learner to hear his voice. And that, my friends, is the absolute answer to really having a successful Christ-following life. And when we come back, we'll ask Andy Mason how, and we'll ask how Heaven and Business, being involved in Heaven and Business, both online or on location in Redding, California, can help you learn to hear the voice of God. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, as we talk with Andy Mason from Heaven and Business in, in Redding, California. Heavenandbusiness.com. That's heavenandbusiness.com. Andy, right before the break, you were telling Martha that, you know, one of the biggest things is that we need to learn to hear that voice of God, because if we're going to be Christ followers, that's really how we can be successful in our faith. But how does Andy Mason hear the voice of God? Give us an example of how you've heard the voice of God and acted in obedience to that. Yeah, I mean, the classic one is, um, are you asking, how do I end up in, from New Zealand, the most beautiful country of the world, to, in, in Redding, California, which is, some would say, the armpit of California. We would say it's way beautiful, way more beautiful than that. But how do I go from one place to the other? And what I've done is over a lifetime, I've learned to, uh, through time in Scripture, uh, through daily time of meeting uh, with God personally, journaling what I'm hearing, uh, growing in my ability to listen and hear. Uh, and we can we can talk through some steps in that, and I can give people some resources that would help them in that process. But I, I, I was thinking about my future. And I was thinking, God, where do we go? How do we do that? And a buddy of mine, I was still thinking, I think so much within a box. And God is so much not in a box. There's so much more of God beyond my fingertips, beyond my comfort levels. And we just so wish that this Christian walk would not be a walk of faith. It would just be a walk of planning and strategic. And it's like, no, it's not. It's about doing things that sometimes scare you. So I was praying about our future. We knew there was a change. Something was going on, but we didn't know what. Uh, I thought it was either working more with our local church, doing international community development, or a promotion in my work as a regional manager with the bank that I was working for. 
And I was with a buddy and, and traveling, and I was complaining like I don't understand. It's, it doesn't seem to be either of these, but what else is there? That was my box. And he said, why don't you pray as an ask God if there's a geographic move outside your original box that you've been thinking. So I came home and I wrote down in my journal, uh, God is our future in this location. And two week, two days later, I was reading a Bible story to my son and he chooses the story and I read it. As I read him the story, he chose the story of Abraham in a children's <laughs> Bible. Yes, God speaks from a children's Bible. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading uh, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house to a land that I will show you. And as I'm reading that, it's like it, fireworks are exploding on the inside of me, which was not what I expected. Two days after that, we had a visiting speaker in a meeting, and the speaker pulls out Joshua 1 verse 2. Now arise, you and this people with you, and cross over the Jordan, the line of limitations that you've set on yourself, into the land of risk and promise. And again, I'm like, I'm stunned. You're sitting there shocked, and and the word is impacting me, which is what Jesus said in John 6, my words are spirit and they are life. So when he speaks, when you know God's speaking, it sparks life in you. It's like there's energy release, there's a spark. People would say a light bulb, an aha moment. Uh, There's just something sparks on the inside. And then the third one was my wife, because it's got to be the two of us making a massive decision like this. And she said, well, God, give me a scripture. And and here's another way. So God was speaking through me, through a scripture, uh, through somebody else that spoke a word uh, that was a scripture. Both resonated with me. And the third one was my wife saying, God, speak to me. And instantly it was a thought that popped into her head with a scripture reference. And this one was Jeremiah 3.14. And it's not one of those scriptures that anybody commonly memorizes. So we had to look up, is there even 14 verses in the book of Jeremiah (laughs) in chapter 3? She sits down and reads it, and it says, uh, I will take you one from a family and two from a city, and I will lead you to Zion. And I'll set shepherds over you according to my heart. who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And she just begins to weep. And it's just, uh, I don't know, terrified, scared, but also knowing this is God. So that mm. was a classic case of just listening to his voice, following that. And I've got hundreds of stories just like that, where now over time you take a step and then you look back and you think, was that God? It's probably God. It might have been me. Whereas I grew up believing it's probably just me. And you dumb it down and dumb it down until you don't do anything. And I'm learning, no, if he's a loving father, if I ask him, that he answers. So if I ask the question and I hear a thought or an idea or a concept or something happens in that moment, it's probably God. It might be, be me. I need to act on that. And when I do, I take little steps, little steps, little steps, and I can look back and now develop this history of learning Oh, that's God. He's speaking to me. Mm, I love that. We're talking today with Andy Mason from Heaven and Business in Redding, California. Check it out online, heavenandbusiness.com, heavenandbusiness.com. All right. Last time we talked on I Work For Him, Andy, was almost four years ago, three and a half years ago. Tell us about Heaven. Just the, the audience is all new. It grows all the time. Tell people what's Heaven and Business all about. And, and you've got some new stuff going on there. Let's just start with what is Heaven and Business all about? Yeah, so, and this has been what started just as a good idea, following the voice of God, leaving New Zealand, coming to America, thinking, why on earth are we here? 
we literally stumbled into uh, there's a ministry school in Reading that is all about saying how do we how do we walk out this walk with God we've got a supernatural invisible God who created the planet how do I literally walk that out in my daily life and as Jesus prayed on earth as it is in heaven so the same things in heaven on earth now how do I walk that out in all of life and there was nothing going on in the business community so I just took the initiative and said this this can't be just about church and other, where is this? This has to impact cities, and so people said, "Well, do something then." So we did. That's how we started in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Now I could say a lot more clearly: Heaven of Business is a growing global movement of people building cities on the back of excellent business growth on a foundation of partnering with God at work. And so, in the last four years. Uh, it's like it's amazing the foundations have been put together. So now I'd say it's kind of a full circle. If we're going to see influences discipling cities and nations through the business community, that means the the Richard Bransons, the Elon Musks, the Bill Gates, the Steve Jobs of society, how do we intentionally identify, train, and equip those people as followers of Jesus to hear his voice, to grow in excellence in business, and to influence wherever they are from a heaven or kingdom perspective. So now there's lo- there's initiatives in the local community, uh, both in our community and around the world. Uh, we've got student uh, curriculum and activities going on here. It's how do I build a business from an entrepreneurial mindset that demonstrates a partnership with God without having to say a whole heap of Christianese or crazy stuff that Christians are known for. How do I grow in excellence and have impact? Uh, then we have conferences um, that that a couple of times a year here, and then we travel around and do those executive retreats, which are just crazy fun times. Uh, we've got an online platform and community now that's growing worldwide. Uh, then we have advisory services. And we're looking to start an incubator and investment. So we've got this full circle mm. pathway from students through to influences in the business community that then are shaping nations, discipling people who are influencing cities. That's you got a lot of stuff going on there. And, and that's really all just grown in, in so much in so many ways in the last four years as we last talked. Uh, talk about I want to make sure we plugged on both sides of the half hour your business training conference coming up this fall in September. Why don't we just, we'll, we'll put a plug in now. We'll do it again after the bottom of the half hour. Well, what is this business training conference all about? Who should be there? Yeah. So anybody that says I've I want to know how my me and my work can influence a city. Can how do I partner with with God? I hear this disciple nations mandate, and I have no idea how I do that. Do I have to leave my job and and go and work for a church or be a missionary? And no, the answer is you in your job in your role, whether that's a CEO, a janitor, whatever your work is, is a vital place where you have heaven's influence come to bear on you as you influence and shape and build cities. So it's called Build Business, Build Cities. Uh, we've got a series of people coming in uh, from uh, as obviously some of our locals with the stories of the ups and the downs. Uh, we've got Brian Harper coming in from New York. Uh, he's a property investment management guy. Uh, we've got Tommy Duchel coming in from Zimbabwe. He's got a media company that's influencing the nation. Um, but it's really saying, how do I, in whatever role I am, how do I partner with God, build excellent business and grow 
and what you'll hear is some foundational teaching to think from heaven's perspective. There'll be applications, so there's case studies, there's panels uh, to discuss this and who's walking this out, and then there's workshops where we break it down into even smaller groups. We've got there's groups around the states, uh, for example, Chuck Proudfit in Cincinnati, Ohio, with at work on purpose. What they're doing in that city as a group is fantastic. What Blake Schellenberg and Linda Schellenberg in Portland with Co-Labor, that's fantastic what they're doing. And what C12, Michael Sharrow, is doing and the group of CEOs across the country, what they're doing is wonderful. So we're bringing some of those pieces together to give people an overall snapshot of what is possible in whether I'm creating jobs, uh, creating hope, uh, creating or building people, attracting customers, whatever it is that I am doing, I can say, let the work of my hands praise him and influence from heaven's perspective into my city. Andy, I loved the story. Just the whole idea behind this conference you're putting on in September, the 12th through the 14th, you said, um, you, you said, well, we're uh, in between the, sh- the breaks, excuse me, not between the breaks, how about in between the segments that it's $297 right now if somebody registers for the business training conference in September, but that's only good till July 1. That's correct. So jump in early for that extra super early bird price. <laughs> you got to do that. And is that on the Heaven and Business website? Yeah, com uh, backslash conference, or if they jump onto the com site, uh, they will see that under events. All right. Very good. Very good. You know, Jim, I just want to say that um, a lot of people have probably heard of Bethel in one way or another over the years, whether it's through their music or um, the school that is there. Um, but we just want to give people the opportunity to understand that this is an opportunity to go to a conference to understand, to get training and to also get connections. Because you were, um, Andy, talking about right before the break, other places where people are walking it out and that yeah. you and and you are very much like-minded to we are we are where it's like we're not here to reinvent anything we just want to equip people to better understand how to um you know walk out in in your words heaven on earth and so um we just want to encourage people to take time to go look at the website and check it out for themselves and see if this is something that God is really calling them to attend heaveninbusiness.com that's heaveninbusiness.com check out the events tab so andy as we um you know what is the what, what are the kinds of things that you are teaching people at heaven and yeah. business yeah i mean this give some context firstly so my background and everything I've come from, I know what it is to work in excellence and principles. So I never, ever want people to get the concept that we're talking something less than that. But what I know is that they're just the foundation. They're not something that you can really say, how do I build a, something with God in my business? It's way more than just principles. So what, we, what, what we're obviously teaching is principles, but then we're bringing in how do I build a culture in my business that God would be welcome in? So what is a culture of what, what is a culture in my business that represents God look like? So if 
I say, Jesus' first words was, I'm about my Father's business. Everything I do, the work of my hands, uh, is worship. So what does it look like to 24-7 be, the work of my hands gives him praise. So I can run a finger or I can run a plumb line through every aspect of my business and say, how well does this represent God the Father? That's a great plumb line for people to look at. And then you can go through HR, you can go through remuneration, you can go through pricing, you can go through how am I working in a business of honor and so on. So there's a whole heap of things within that. And people can get a sample or a taste of that by jumping on heavenabusiness.com backslash online. And for $1, you can play around and get access to over 80 videos from primarily conferences and then monthly intentional trainings that we've done, you can sample that out and test it out yourself. So I think, uh, obviously, once we've lit people up to what is possible and we lay down some foundational teaching to where's this in the Bible, how do we understand that, and then how do you practically invite God into your workplace, then to me the number one thing is listening to his voice and following that. And then we train people not just how to uh, how to hear the voice of God, but hear the voice of God in a work context. So I'm not stopping what I do to go away for 10 minutes to, to pray and fast. Actually, uh, God's closer to my skin, nearer than the air I breathe. How do I listen to his voice in the business transactions that I'm going about? So, for example, um, I recently got invited to be an investor, not an investor, an advisor for a company. It's a tech company. It's in the, fi- uh, the financial technology space. It's in. The, it's in. Uh, so this is making decisions with God. It's it's in the space that I want to be in. It's in the space that's my experience. Uh, I love it. And when I see the strategic plan, the business plan, it makes me weep because of what they're going to be doing in uh, developing countries and providing banking systems and services to people that are currently unbanked. So I'm all over it from sensing the life of God on it, excited about it, lines with me. And not only that, but they're going to give me a significant quantity of shares or options to buy shares. So financially, it's going to really help my family. So from all of the boxes, from a reasoning perspective, it would make sense. Then they send through a form to fill out to say, hey, now sign and you're on board. And I go to sign and I have a hesitation. There's just something on the inside of me. I can't reason. It doesn't make sense. But I just I don't have a piece about signing. And it goes completely against everything in my head and what my desire would want to be. What I've learned is that there's this, this scripture in Jeremiah that says, uh, your word is like a fire in my bones. I grow weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. That sometimes God's telling you to do something or you don't want to do. And it's like, but you can't not do it. It's some hesitation. His word just anchors you and you can't explain it. Another one's Colossians 3.15, which is, let peace be your governor, which is, I can, if you put that together with, God says in Corinthians, that the foolishness of God is wiser than men, which means that my best idea, the best principles, the best practice, God's stupid idea is better than that. So I'm going to follow the principles, but his voice trumps it. So in this case, I had this, it all made sense, it seemed to go forward, but I had a hesitation. I chose not to go in, 
but then I had peace. I would rather have peace rather than be involved in something but just have, no, something's not right. Am I following the voice of God? Am I walking in obedience in my business dealings? So we teach people to do that. Um, and I can tell story after story after story. That's obviously one that I said no to. And then I've got decisions where we've been in business. Uh, in one case, we heard God say, go online. Hang on and, to that story just for a sec. Hang on to that story just for a sec. We're talking with Andy Mason the organization that you should get involved in if you'd like to get some training on really trying to understand God's connection between your work and your faith and really learning to live out and live with God in your workplace, heaveninbusiness.com, heaveninbusiness.com. All right, Andy, I know you want to tell another story, but I want to make sure people knew who we're talking to and the website they should go to. Go ahead. Great. So second story, it's much more fun. It's, uh, so we're building what we're building here. Uh, when we're not, so we're a separate department of a church. So we're self-funded. We have to stand alone. My mandate is don't cost the, if we're a business, if we're having a business, then it's got to pay for itself, which is both good and challenging. And I'd love it that way. So we're not just giving away teaching. We're giving away what we're walking out ourselves. We have to find what we're doing. It has to work. And then that becomes the stories that we're giving away and experimenting with how do I literally do this for ourselves. So we've gone from zero income to this year we're going to have five employees and we're just under half a million dollars income. And we're continually growing and expanding, saying how do we do this uh, as in Russia and Moscow in February, they turned away 50 people who are so hungry to do this in that country. I was in Zimbabwe uh, two weeks ago, again, 800 people and then 400 people at the conference. This is happening everywhere. So how do I partner with God and learn and make my decisions on that basis? So practical one, uh, one morning I got up, I was just my normal going about my day, and I get this crazy thought uh, where God was speaking to me about not the sense, don't go with person hiking. And I'm thinking, that doesn't make sense. Why would I not go with that person hiking? Uh, is that God? Is that me? I've learned to recognize it's probably God. So I'm thinking, I don't need to know why. If I was just childlike, I'd follow that prompting, that intuition. And, and the, when I sat on that, I just told this person, I'm not going with you, sat down, read my Bible for that morning, and I'm reading this story about Paul, where God speaks to him, sends him a direction, he gets to there, and then God says, I don't want you to speak here, I want you to go somewhere else. And it's like, God, are you schizophrenic? Or It's like, no, 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 it's just about direction, and about changing and following his voice. So between that, God saying, don't go with this person, and then reading that story, I recognize God speaking to me about direction, but I don't know what. I'm thinking he's probably telling us to leave, New- leave America and go back to New Zealand, maybe. So I sit in my office, I face the wall, and I say, okay, God, I hear that you want to talk to me about a specific direction. Where do you want me to go? And I sat there quietly, and instantly it was like someone slapped me in the chest, and I heard the words on the inside of me, not audible, just on the inside, but like shouting, go online. Now, it was not what I expected, so I've learned that this is God, but now I'm about to grow our business in an area that I'm clueless about. My background is agriculture, is sheep, is cattle. It's not online sales, online service. So I had to learn through the process, how do you build a subscription business? How do you build an online business? How do you build a platform? 
So I had to grow day by day and learning best practice. And then through that all, it's like, so for example, our content, how do we even present that in a way that's applicable and in the right language? I get connected to a copywriter. The copywriter sends, send me your content. It's normally twenty-five dollars to $100,000 to launch a product. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't have that money. Well, it turns out that I happen to have coached his son in the school of ministry. So I send him the content. He says, I'll listen to it. We'll have a conversation. The Holy Spirit then woke him up in the night, listened to the content, read the book that I wrote, and he calls me the next day and says, what you don't know is I've got Parkinson's. When I listened to your content and read your book, my Parkinson's symptoms reduced to zero. Whatever you want to do, I'm in. <laughs> oh, man. So wow. what's, what's the point is I learned to follow his voice. It's not always what I'm comfortable with. It's not always what I'm experiencing. And it's not, he doesn't just wave a wand and do it all for me. But it's this day by day, I'm learning to walk with God, learning that he's my best friend, that I can't just rely on what I think I know. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on what you think you know. And we'll be right back with more from Andy Mason. Check his organization out online, heaveninbusiness.com, heaveninbusiness.com. He's part of Bethel, Bethel Church out of Redding, California. They've got a bunch of just really amazing things going on out there. But heaven in business, heaven in business. Michael Miracle said, I was saying it too fast, so I want to make sure we don't confuse you. Heaven in business. You never say anything too fast. I haven't even had a Mountain Dew yet today. Come on. (laughs) All right. But as we talk with Andy Mason, Martha, you had a great question based on something he said last week, what he was teaching at the Hub Nation. Yes. And be- but before I asked that, we were just hearing about Andy saying how God told him, you know, to go online. Andy, you didn't know how to do that. And God really provided the people to help make that happen. So we just want to encourage people to go to your website and learn about all of the resources that you have now gotten online, which is this new direction that God was getting your attention about. Yeah, talk about what people would find out there. I mean, you said you've got 430 subscribers out there on to your online content. What is out there online for people like me on the opposite end of the continent that I can get from heaven and business? Yeah, I mean, that that was designed. We're learning. We're learning and growing, and everything we learn and grow, we give away. So that online community is designed for people that said, well, I'm, I'm good at business. I, I do the business stuff, and I'm a follower of Jesus, but they're two separate worlds. How do I engage the two, and how do I live this partnership out with God in my work, as opposed to showing up and I do the church thing, and I show up and I do the small group thing? If you stopped your Christian activities, would there be any difference in your business? What's the competitive advantage of following Jesus in your place of work? That's what that's about. So it's foundational teaching, practical application and case studies, and an online community that's growing that are praying for one another, that are sharing testimonies, they're sharing best practice. Uh, there's now communities that are meeting, for example, in the UK. They have a call uh, with one another once a month to share, to encourage, to swap stories, to connect. And and it's just a – it's really the goal is to building a platform or framework to connect like-minded people around the world. And we're starting to see that happen, which is super fun. 
Mm, that's so exciting because we often are in silos and feel like we're doing it all alone. So it's good to hear there's a resource out there. So really tying that in, something that you said this last week at the Hub Nation that I really want us to drill into a little bit because it's really a lot of of making that connection in our faith and our work, as you said, that the really the only value that salt, light, and leaven have is when they touch the opposite. Let's talk about that. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's it's this classic. Ed, uh, Ed Silvoso, Dr. Ed Silvoso, uh, wrote a book, Anointed for Business, and a series of other books, and and one also called Transformation, and his most recent one is Ecclesia. And there are excellent, excellent resources if people want to know more about this. But the, there's a series of steps of where you are as a follower of Jesus, the the follower of Jesus that is it's really I'm just I've got my salvation in my back pocket and when I die I'm gonna spend eternity. Then there's it's like circle the wagons, protect myself from the evil in the world. I kind of that's really a bummer of a way to live and you certainly won't succeed in anything if that's the approach. Then there's those that follow the principles, which again is about if how do I survive? How do I do my part or hold my ground? And then there's those that would say, I'm a follower of Jesus, and I get to access the miracles of Jesus in my work. Uh, and that's typically for themselves. And then the, the then I'd say the transformers, the other ones that say, I've, I've got the fullness of God in me, in my place of work. My work is a first-class calling. There is no second place uh, when you're a follower of Jesus. Seek first the kingdom, so there is no second, whether whether you're a pastor, a uh, uh, whether you're a poet, whether you're a government leader, whether you're a, a stay-at-home mum, whether you are an author, whether you're a teacher, it's irrelevant. Whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. So in the context of that, uh, I, I mean, I grew up purified of the world because it's like, oh my gosh, is this stuff real? It just stupid religious thinking shuts you down. But that whole concept, Jesus saying, you are salt, light, and leaven, uh, salt increases flavor, uh, light increases color, and leaven causes everything to rise. That's what we're supposed to be in the world. And if you take out that value, as in if you've got salt that doesn't increase flavor, you just want to spit it out, trample it underfoot. Uh, if you've got light, that all it does is it causes everyone to look the same. It's like, I'm not interested in that either. And I'd spit that out or certainly have nothing to do with it. And leaven, which is, there's no, leaven's no good on its own. And I think that would be why the church in America has lost its power, impotent, because it's done none of those three things. It's segregated, it's cut itself off, it's lost its power, and it's reduced a passion to a process. Mm-hmm. And that's why we got. 70 plus percent of the country that call themselves Christian by name, but are not followers of Jesus by nature. And I'd say, yeah, get amongst it. If you find yourself difficult, if it's hard, if you find you're in the middle of darkness, perfect. That is where you're supposed to be as a follower of Jesus. That's fantastic. Mm. We're talking with Andy Mason today, heaveninbusiness.com, heaveninbusiness.com. Andy, let me just ask you this question. What do you think the most important message the body of Christ needs to hear from you right now? Uh, just simple. It's really simple. It's it's you are a child of God, and He's your Father, not your boss. And life is about learning to walk with Him, hear His voice as a loving Father, not as a boss or a chief or a teacher. 
and that when you pursue that and walk that out in your daily life, you'll find yourself doing things that you only dreamed of or that scare everything out of you because you're living a life that demonstrates that God is true, that he's alive, that he's real, and that everything that Jesus did and said works. The people that sign up for Heaven in Business and really the whole school of supernatural learning out there at Bethel, you know, well, who are those people? I mean, do they, what kind of walks of life do they come from? Like, who's a perfect candidate to, to get the training that Heaven in Business is offering and the rest of the stuff that Bethel's offering? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a, it's a great question. I don't know the answer. I would say there's people here that have come from a government background. There's people here that are from a medical background, doctors. Uh, there's surgeons. There's a neurologist friend of mine that's moving in to, to Reading. There's 18-year-old students who have got zero work experience, zero life experience, and they're coming here before they do something else. Uh, there's people from Australia, from New Zealand, from Russia, it's there's all walks of life, so it's really hard to say it's this. What I would say is what marks the people that come here is that they're prepared to pay a price because they're hungry, and they've got they've got hunger to experience more of God. They've got questions like, is this real? Are miracles really for today? Uh, how do I walk in those? And then they've got the humility to receive. So those two things mark the people and they come here and their life has changed there as a result. Mm, that's great. So Andy, um, you, you know, a lot of we've been focusing on the online stuff, but if people, you mentioned people are actually coming there, what do they experience when they actually come to Reading to attend um, Heaven in Business? And it's all part of the whole supernatural, school of supernatural learning, right? I mean, it's, it's whole, like it's a whole year experience and Heaven in Business is one of the courses they, they learn? Correct. Uh, I mean, here there's a, there's a local business community that's a thriving community. There's a bunch of wonderful, wonderful churches in our city that are doing so much good. So it's not just one church. It's a, it's a whole heap of churches. There's a community of people that are doing good. So people that come, if they're a part of the school of ministry, then obviously that's a full-time, well, we laugh about that. Full-time is when you're working full-time. It's a school. So it's it's If you're working 40, 50, 60 hours, you come here, it's like a vacation. But you're getting to do a wonderful, wonderful experience learning and growing with God. So what are they experience? You will experience a, an environment which is so full of hope and where the impossible is normal. It'll just blow every concept of what you had is what your normal was. You get to truly experience something as new. Then secondly, you learn a culture, but the theme behind it all is really identity. What is it like to live out being a child of God? Where I don't just, oh, I'm going to do the Christian thing now. Oh, I'm going to do the prayer thing now. Oh, I'm going to do the work thing now. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's you've got one life, and there is no separation between the different aspects of who you are. But miracles are not something I do. Miracles something is the most natural overflow of being a child of God. I've got his DNA. I've got his nature. I've got his character within me that's obviously growing and being formed in me. But when I discover that my dad is the creator of the universe, the most natural next comment or question is, okay, if that's my father, then where's my power? 
Where's the mm-hmm. evidence of being a follower That's of right. Jesus? So they'll come, they'll learn that, and then obviously they can choose to do the business class that we offer. Uh, that's an optional extra. There's no cost to do that as a part of the school. Right. Uh, and if people are coming here, there's people that are coming here that are moving the businesses to our community just to be a part of a hope-filled community that's influencing mm-hmm. the planet. That's so amazing. Andy Mason with Heaven in Business. Check him out online, heaveninbusiness.com. Andy Mason, thanks for being on I Work For Him today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for what you do. All right. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I I work work for him. him. 